a law-abiding citizen tries to protect his or herself against some degenerate scum. <laughs> Whose fault is that? It's the law-abiding citizen's fault. A police officer tries to protect themselves against the degenerate low-life scum criminal. <laughs> Whose fault is that? It's the gun's fault. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills! What? It's season three already? Okay, let's go. Welcome to the WR Podcast. Let freedom ring. Talking current events, original and classic stories with a twist and always motivational. Here's your host, Will Ramos. All right, an innocent bystander, a law-abiding citizen, gets assaulted, hurt, or killed. The low-life degenerate who has no sympathy or empathy or any type of emotion for life gets arrested and released in 24 hours, faster than the crime he or she committed. And the sentence is mental disorder, emotionally disturbed, or society has pushed this piece of crap to the point of no return. It's the gun's fault. It has to be the gun's fault. The gun is angry. The gun feels suppressed by society. The gun feels pushed to the brink of retaliation. The gun is so fed up. The gun has a mind of its own. The gun did it. Yes, the gun did it. Unbelievable, but very believable in today's society, especially New York. A law-abiding citizen, a legitimate gun owner, either for protection or recreational sport, tries to protect themselves against the bottom feeder against the worthless and useless piece of occupying excrement tries to hurt, wound, or kill someone who's trying to build their lives for themselves or their family, gets smoked, and the life is taken away from them. How is it just how is it just that we, the citizen, gets hurt for trying to protect ourselves against a criminal, a common criminal, one who has had many felonies, who's an ex-con, who has been released only with a motive to do it again? The Second Amendment gives us the right to bear arms, to protect ourselves. 
against cycles like that or against our own government. More on that later. A police officer who swore to protect and serve their cities pulls a suspect over or arrives at the scene of a crime. Soon to be a parolee doesn't comply, makes a scene, defies law enforcement, tries to belittle police, tries to run from the police, tries to grab the gun from the police, wrestles and fights the police, soon to be inmate shoots and wounds or kills the police. It's not the lowlife's fault, but it's the police at fault. It's law enforcement's fault. It's the law-abiding citizen's fault. This has to be a movie, right? This has to be science fiction, right? But no, it's true. That's what these liberal elites feel and truly believe. Gun violence has not gone away, and it won't go away. Why? Because no matter what they say, taking off assault weapons off the market, or the latest thing now, raising the age to 21, it won't help. It really won't help. Doing background checks, come on. They already do background checks. Everyone that applies for their gun permit has to go through a background check. So, I propose. My idea, and I hope someone with merit and political power or influence hears this. Instead of letting a 17-year-old wait till they hit their birthday, finally reaching 18, saving that money, and going to the local gun store by himself or herself and purchase a gun, why don't we make these regulations in accordance for the youth purchasing a gun? Are you ready for this? Why not? When someone turns 18 and wants to purchase a gun, why not have a guardian or parent accompany them to the store? Have the owners ask parents questions like, what's the purpose of purchasing a firearm? Is it for protection or sport? And why not have the parent or guardian co-sign. That way, the parent or guardian can be held accountable. I know, it seems harsh, but hear me out. Now, a background check. Obviously, a young person doesn't have much of a background because they're young. But, do check their background. Maybe they were in juvenile detention for a while. And for what? Ask the questions. Also, for the schools, a call to the principal or dean or chancellor and set up a meeting with the parents. 
Sure. To talk about the student's record. Are they failing in grades? Are they constantly fighting or disrupting class? How's their attendance? Are they loners? Or the record of them by students, actual students who know them as references? As have they been bullied or harassed constantly? What about music? I know, I know, but hear me out. Movies of violence, music of destruction, and finally, video games. Do they only play shoot 'em up games constantly? Or do they ever hardly leave the house, having little to no friends, being a recluse or introvert? Is there violence in the family? Are they destroying property in the home or the neighbor's property? I know it's extreme. Are they emotional? Constantly sad, moody, crying. That no one pays attention to me, that no one listens to me. All these things to dig up a background on this young person really would help. And I bet you by applying all these regulations to a young person trying to purchase a firearm, you'll see a lot of flags go up, making it difficult or nearly impossible to obtain a weapon, making a potential crime or premeditated crime not happen at all. That's something to really think about. Not the nonsense of removing weapons. Not the nonsense of raising the age. It's not the firearm's fault for the thousandth time. It's the person behind it. But either way, there's always a way to buy a firearm. Because someone always knows someone. And the worst scenario is, that is the worst scenario. Because you could either buy it in the street or buy it online. You buy it from someone. But if regulations are enforced for young gun owners, watch the crime go down. I've never heard anything like this. This is all my idea. Patent pending. So don't bite my shit. Give me credit. Credit where it's due. So, no matter what these politicians say, they're just out of touch or don't own a legal firearm. I needed three references to obtain my firearm with a time limit. And the holdup was the third reference. And after two months later, my permit was ready and available to me. But also, most of these crimes that are by guns are usually guns bought illegally on the streets or on the black market. Remember, someone always knows someone. 
But even if it was bought legally, and even if it was a young person, the regulations should be a little bit more stiff for a younger person because a young person is still developing not only physically, but mentally, mentally. And when you go to apply for a firearm, this is not a joke. This is a serious thing that you are doing. So if you really want, and if they really want, to lower the crime rate among the youth with firearms, the laws have to be strict, more strict. That way it deters them from future crimes. Younger people will eventually not get this crazy idea of I'm going to be famous by blowing up a school. If the crime and the punishment is extreme, you'll think about it. You really think about not doing it, not doing something like this. Why not put in the Patriot Act? And what does a Patriot Act do? The U.S. Patriot Act deters and punishes terrorists attacks in the United States. So this would be considered a domestic terrorist attack and abroad through enhanced law enforcement and strengthened money laundering prevention. It also allows the use of investigative tools designed for organized crime and drug trafficking prevention for terrorism investigations. But we could use this to investigate. But you have some people saying it's invasion of privacy. Screw that. A lot of these kids are posting in social media and that doesn't get detected. But God forbid you have a political opinion on something, you'll get thrown off, canceled, Facebook jail. Ridiculous. It's something to consider. But it has to be done yesterday. Not tomorrow, not next week. Law enforcement has to be enforced. It's not a joke. I don't count on going to work or walking to my car or walking to the store or this, that, and the third, hoping that I won't get shot at. What kind of life that would be? That's not living, especially in the inner cities where you can't go to this block or you can't go to this neighborhood or you can't visit this person because you have certain gangs or you have certain groups or you have certain people watching, leering and checking everything and watching everything and scanning everything out for the purpose of committing a crime, for the purpose of committing an assault. What for? For rep? For cred? Life is so much important than that. And it has to start at the home. Point blank, it has to start at the home. Video games, especially the shoot 'em up video games, 
which I also play, but I'm an adult and I know video game is one thing. Real life is another. And that has to be explained to the kids. This is not a joke. And if you're angry at someone, you don't wait to a certain age to get revenge on that person or that school or that place that you were working at to get revenge. That's not how you get revenge. You know how you get revenge? Success. Okay? Not everyone can go to the greatest schools. Not everyone can have the greatest jobs. But if you better yourself and make the time to better yourself, that comes along with success. You don't gain success by blowing someone's head off. But it also goes in the entertainment world too. Why does every rap video consist of holding a weapon? Talking about hurting someone with a weapon. Showing it off, waving it in the air with a weapon. What's so cool about that? What's so on point about that? You're giving off a bad message. And in these videos, these artists have children. Don't they think about that? That influence trickles down. Maybe not on their kids, but maybe on somebody else's kids. Come on. Life is short. And waving your gun in the air like you just don't care. That's what it's all about. I get mad at you. Be careful because look what I got. Look what I'm holding. At the end of the day, as cliche as that sounds and everybody says it. But when it's all said and done, crime does not pay. Karma's a bitch. Whoever you use a firearm against, you're going to seriously hurt that person, hurt yourself, hurt someone else, and karma will turn around and hurt you. There's nothing glamorous about it. When you purchase a firearm and you sign up, this is a serious thing. You use it for protection or recreational sport. It's something that has to be respected, not a joke. And if it's toned down in the media, then these kids won't glamorize it so much. So for the Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia, us, being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So taking our weapons away doesn't keep us safe from the enemy. And our enemy could be the government. You don't want that. That was the purpose of the Second Amendment. Not to blow each other up, but for protection against tyranny, tyrants, crazy governments. Look at all those communistic countries where it was government against the people. 
The people were weak. They couldn't protect themselves. That was the purpose of America. That was the purpose of the Second Amendment. So it's something to think about. Until next time, you're listening to the WR Podcast. Let's freedom ring.